Hey guys, welcome back to Our Hearts Surrendered. My name is Addison and I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast. Hi friends, my name is Sophie and I'm the other co-host of Our Hearts Surrendered. Today we're talking to Brayden and Hayden um, and we're still in our testimony series. So before we start, Brayden, Hayden, will you introduce yourselves? Hey, my name's Hayden and I'm 16 years old. Hey, what's up? My name's Brayden and I'm 19. Cool. I'm Addison. I've been here before. Um, last week we said that it was our last week of the testimony series and then I was on a trip and Sophie was like, I have three people that want to be on it. And I was like, okay, sick. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, we are starting a new series next week. Uh, maybe a series. Actually, I don't. Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned. Figure figure out out what it's going to be one. Um, but we are so excited and just excited to extend this series because I love hearing people's stories. And I know Sophie does. Yes. Um, and something we failed to do over the past, like, I don't know, four weeks of doing this series is ask our guests to get to know you questions. Yeah, that's pretty awkward on our <laughs> on our behalf. So we're going to ask get to know you questions this week. Heck yeah. Um, our first one is if you could have dinner. Oh, wait. Shout out to Ariana for asking these questions to us last week when we weren't recording. Yeah. We're literally stealing them from you. Thanks. Um. <laughs> Our first question is, if you could have dinner with any disciple, who would it be? Uh, Hayden, why don't you go first? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Brayden. If I could have dinner with any disciple, I feel like I would want to have dinner with Judas. Interesting. I I feel like that's a really interesting option. But I just, I don't know, I'd like to like, I don't know if it's before or after the fact. just see, I feel like, like it's dinner now in 2021. Dinner in 2021. You bring them back, man. Oh, okay. Like, just a dinner with yeah. the guy. Boom. I don't know. Awkward. I, just, so I feel like that would be really <laughs> awkward, but really interesting <laughs> at the same time. It's like, I don't know. I feel like you could show him the love and grace of Jesus Christ now. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Interesting. What's it? What's it? I don't know, man. Definitely someone from like Jesus' close circle. So like, that's Peter, James, and John. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so probably like John, honestly. I don't know. I just really like John. I mean, we've been going through John, mm-hmm. um, and so I've gotten to like really dive into it. But um, I like the way it's written. It's definitely it's like the one that's different than all of the other three gospels. But yeah, I don't know. I just like the style it's written in. It's very. Um, I feel like it's very emotional. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 For I sure. Concur. I concur. <laughs> I agree. I'm in concurrence. Um, I mean, I. I want to meet with somebody. Well, I said, oh, guys, I'm just going to expose myself. Last time somebody asked me this, last time Ariana asked me this, I said, Paul, very confidently thinking he was a disciple. <laughs> and then I was like talking to them about it before this started. And I was like, oh, I said, Paul. And they're like, you wasn't a disciple. And I was like, oh, cool. You um, did your best. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Paul. Formerly right, Saul. Right. Yeah. I like knew the story and I had a great reason, but I would want to have dinner with Paul. I stand by that, but he's not a disciple, so I'll choose a disciple. Um, another person I said was James. Um, that's Jesus' brother, correct? Yeah. yeah. Well, wait, wait. Yeah, half brother. Uh, half brother, right? James, Jesus' brother, wasn't well, actually one of his 12 disciples. Well, there two. Are you yeah. serious? Oh, you're right. There yeah, there's two, two Jameses. <laughs> there no! Two, no! Second wrong answer, Addy. There were two James disciples. There were two James? And then there was Jesus' brother, so three James. Right? Y'all, this is oh my gosh. Wait, there were three um, Jameses. Well, this is why we, Do we double need to check pull up the because scripture? I don't want to be uh, <laughs> inaccurate James, on the podcast. <laughs> Let me get a disciple uh, this time. Let me get a list. <laughs> um, James, Jesus' brother, didn't come to believe in Jesus until, until after. after his death. So, yeah. 
So he wasn't different. a disciple. Now that I think through it, it makes sense. Yeah. Okay, let me pick a new disciple. Because then there's Hold James. On. James is the brother of John. Guys, the name the disciples for me. Guys, after a brief intermission, when we paused, um, <laughs> we figured out who the disciples were. I figured out who the disciples <laughs> were. They had to tell me them. Um, I, I, and I've come to the decision that I um, would want to have dinner with Thomas, good old Tommy, um, because Tommy. he doubted the resurrection. <laughs> I just like I'm reciting what they told me about him. <laughs> no, but I do. I remember it like. It's one of those things where once you remember it, you remember it. You just it. read it in Matthew. I just read it in all of the Gospels. Um, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but anyways, I think he's a really cool guy. And also just the fact that he was like straight up like, let me see your scars um, or I don't believe you. And Jesus was like, yeah, sure. I don't know. Sounds cool. I want to yeah. know what they felt like. Like, yeah. can you give me a vivid description? Yeah. Like, what is so I feel like Jesus a lot of us, like, would have asked that, too. Like, I feel like I would have asked. Oh, straight up. I would have mm-hmm. been like, no. <laughs> like, where's the whole... Isn't yeah. it interesting, though, that he had scars? Because, you know, like, he could have just come back. He could have, like, healed And, like, perfectly. healed him. But that yeah. was, like, intentional for that reason. Yeah. Wow. Whoa. This is present. why he's at a Christian college. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sophie, what about you? Um, I said Peter, and Addie was about to steal my answer. Yeah, I was. Um, I think it'd be really interesting to talk to Peter, because he denied Jesus three times, and I think it would be interesting to hear about what he was feeling when he denied Jesus, and yeah. So what's our next question? Oh, um, our next question is if you could time travel to any Bible story um, in the entire Bible, um, what, would, what would you time travel to? Yeah. What would you want to witness? Me? First? Yeah, go for okay. it. Um, I talked about this before we started, but I feel like I would want to go hang out with my boy Job. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Which I is just... like, man, like, that's you. That's you. <laughs> you like, I'm not, I don't know about that one. The Old Testament, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, nobody knows when Job was written. Like, this could be like, I don't know. Never mind. I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I feel like I would like to talk to Job, just like see how he's feeling through this. I feel like. A lot of Job's friends just like accuse him all the time, like throughout the whole story. Oh, he's about, bad. Like, yeah, his friends are the exactly. worst. Exactly. Yeah, yeah they're terrible like, advice. Nah, man, you. It's your fault <laughs> you that all this that. happened. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, it's his fault for all like the bad stuff that happened to him. But like, I don't know. I feel like I just like to be like a good friend of Job. You know. Yeah, kind of yeah that's something. really wholesome. Wow. That's so Job sweet. just needs a good friend. <laughs> he <laughs> does. He does. Does. He does. He does. Just hanging out with the dinosaurs. Exactly. That's that's at the end of Job. Never mind. We're not gonna get into that. No, don't. Yeah, Raiden, what about you? Um, let's see. I mean, this is kind of like easy answer, but like, I'd probably say creation. Because, like, that would be cool. That's what I said. That's what she said, yeah. I feel like it would be cool to just go and, like, see things be made. Yeah. And then see how it was when everything was, like, perfect. Mm-hmm. When everything was, like, in union with God before the fall. Like, I feel like that would be, like, a nice place to be. You know, maybe just a little. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> just, you know, just, 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 no, it's okay. It's okay. Just, you know, just right. go. Garden Eden, you know. Yeah, you know, whatever. Whatever. I wonder if it still exists. Okay. Um, What was I going to say? I don't remember what it... I think I said, I want to be there when... Peter walked on water yeah. with Jesus and then doubted that he was safe or whatever. Um, I just think that'd be cool to witness. And then, <laughs> because you said creation, I want to say revelation, like the revelation in general. Like, mm-hmm. I want to be in the end times, kind of. I don't want to be there. I don't, like, want the end times to come upon us. Don't hear me saying that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the end is near. Yeah. <laughs> um, but well, I think it'd be cool from, like, if I could, like, witness it, 
from like a safe place just watch it happen you know like in yeah. a little bubble yeah mm-hmm. like it does not affect me whatsoever mm-hmm. i'm just watching all the terrifying things written in revelation whether they're 100 percent metaphorical or not like i don't want to really it. why would you want to witness that I mean, I'd like to see, like, Satan get thrown into a lake of fire. Yeah, I just think yeah. it'd be sick. Be like an epic yeah, but, like, the world man. is, like, the end of the world. I mean, that would be so. sad, but such a better world is coming. Like, yeah, but it's like, an... what about all those people who are there, so? <laughs> okay, what? <laughs> Why are you dragging me? <laughs> okay, I'm know. sorry. <laughs> I, mean, like... I was just, that's what I thought about when you said you like, wanted to watch the end of the world. I was like, Man. I don't mean, I mean, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Guys, stop. This is, this is. Do you want me to go next? Yeah, please. <laughs> okay. Well, I also said creation. Uh-huh. Brayden stole my answer. Oh, I'm sorry. No offense. <laughs> um, I think it would also be really cool to see Noah's Ark. Yeah. I think that would be a good story to witness. That would be cool. Is. Like, all the animals. Yeah. Like, because every time I think about that story, I just think about a little boat in the water. <laughs> and I know that that's not, not what it's little. actually like. <laughs> so I think it would be really interesting to, like, get a visual. And also, like, rainbows are pretty cool, like, in the sky, how we see rainbows. So I think it'd be cool to, like... See that rainbow? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, just like rainbows. It's <laughs> like rainbows. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what did you? Oh, you said Job. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay, I think that's guys. We just talked for like ten minutes. Just that's sufficient. That's good enough. Good enough conversation. Let's dive into the deep stuff. Yeah. Uh, um, yep. Okay, Hayden. How would you start? Just want to. Oh, okay. Do your testimony. Tell yeah, us what sure. God's doing in I'll, your life. Amen. Yeah. Sounds good. I'll just wing it. Okay. So, there's something going on. There's <laughs> someone there. walking on the roof. It's okay. Um, I guess I'll just dive into it then. Sploosh. Sploosh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so I'll start from the very beginning. I was born at a very young age. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> Deep. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, I was born in a Christian household. Um, I know, like, many other people. <laughs> And, um, yeah, I had great Christian parents who went to church every Sunday. You know, childhood was pretty good, not going to lie. And um, uh, I got saved in fifth grade at a camp. I was super great. I was like, yeah, Jesus is awesome. Amen. But, um, yeah, um, so, so, yeah, childhood was super great. Um, I guess I'll start um, in middle school in um, seventh grade. I guess let's see I didn't really have like any friends at all (laughs) in seventh grade like my I don't know I feel like my previous group had left me in seventh grade and I was just kind of left to fend for myself and I was like oh man (laughs) but I guess that's when um I guess this cycle of uh self-hatred started I thought it was my fault that I lost all these people in my life I was like what what did I do to lose all of this and it was I don't know, that was really tough for me at the time to deal with. And, um, yeah, I guess that's when I kind of started. Uh, eighth grade, things got a lot better. I felt like God kind of de- delivered me out of that situation and provided me with the same friends I have right now. So that's awesome. And, uh, yeah, I guess I'll just uh, walk on into high school now. Yep, the metaphorical walking. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, okay, ninth grade, it's pretty good. I feel like I was uh, very insecure ninth grade, 10th grade, now. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I guess, I feel like ninth grade went pretty well for the most part, I guess. Yeah. And then towards the end of ninth grade, um, uh, I met a girl and I was like, okay, sweet. And then that's when I really started to get 
because she was super into um, just like Jesus in the first place. And I guess that really inspired me. So I was like, okay, awesome. This is super cool. So I like really started reading my Bible and digging in. But I feel like I really got stuck in this rut of being super, super religious and not like having any relationship at all with God at that point. Like I prayed nothing beyond like reciting the Lord's Prayer. And I was like, um, yeah, I guess that that was tough to like, I mean, I practiced, but I like, I feel like I didn't really have a deep relationship with God at that time. And that was really difficult. And um, I guess um, towards the beginning of 10th grade, um, I guess things, I, I started having really bad anxiety and I didn't really, I thought, I honestly thought like anxiety was fake, like my entire life. I was like, oh, okay. You feel kind of like, oh no, I'm worried, but it's uh, very real. I felt like I, I really started to idolize what people thought about me, especially uh, that girl. I really idolized it. Um, and I really just always felt this like tearing sensation inside of me. Um, just wondering like, like, um, how do I put this in the words? Like, is, does she still like me or anything like that? Just like, just worrying constantly. I would send a text and I'd like curl up in a ball met metaphorically or literally too at the same time, you know, just like so anxious about whether this is going to go right or wrong, but really it obviously was not ultimately in my control at that point. Um, and I guess um, towards the end of the year, no, towards the middle of that year, I guess, um, I got broken up with and that was really, really tough on me. I uh, started, she experienced depression and I was diagnosed with depression and I was like, all right, um, okay, what does that mean? But um, yeah, that was super duper not fun at all. So I just kept coming back to this just religiousness, wondering why I couldn't find God. And then, hmm, I don't know, I guess I, I feel like I just kept, I just kept digging into this like rut, into this valley of troubles that like I just kept mount, surmounting on top of me. And I was like, oh no, what is, what's happening? <laughs> you know, and then, um, yeah, I guess just, depression started just getting a lot worse I just hated myself so 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 much because I thought I was doing everything wrong so at that point I became suicidal and I just disliked myself with so much hate I would stare at myself in the mirror and just like just like not like not scream out loud obviously because then like my whole family would hear me but like just like feel like this deep hatred inside of myself um, I started hurting myself that was not good. I would remember just like hitting myself in the head repeatedly over and over again, just wishing I was not here. And that was, that was really tough on me, I feel like. But I still kept digging into his word, I felt like. But I didn't really like pray ever. And um, I don't know, I just got to this one point where I literally I didn't eat anything at all. I didn't drink any water at all. I was just trying to I don't know, just trying to not be here, but um, I eventually, hmm, I feel like, I just, it's just hard to think back on, I feel like, because I'm like, I'm remembering like all at once, and it's like this like wave rushing back, and I'm trying to like remember it in like the right order, but like everything's coming back at once. But um, I don't even know how it happened, but I really just feel like God reached down, and he just 
pulled me up out of that. I have a verse about that that I found. Um, it's uh, Hosea 2, uh, 15. It talks, um, I will make the valley of anchors a door of hope. And I guess anchors is like uh, resembling troubles at that time. But I really feel like that is so, so true. Because it's not like you're like going down a hill and it's like you don't have to like climb back up the hill. I feel like you go through a door and you're just back at the top, if that makes sense. It's like God is that door for you. And it's like there's nothing you can do yourself to get out of it. But God becomes that door for you and that door of hope. And I was like, yeah, that's dope. <laughs> but yeah, I eventually I got out of that with just the love of my family. God just pouring that out on me through them. And um, that's when my relationship with God has just honestly taken off since then. Um, it's really cool to look back and see like all the stuff that God has done um, in my life. I like even through the troubles. One of my favorite verses is actually at the end of Job. I love the end of Job. Probably my one of my at least one of my favorite parts of the entire Bible. Um, Job forty one thirty two. So for some context, I'll go off in a little right here. It's talking about like this like big like Leviathan thing, like this monster that comes back. And I think it's supposed to like represent God and it's talking about how his jaws judge and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. He's like, um, his, his, like his door, like his mouth and his teeth and stuff. I was like, okay. But at the very end of that, there's this really, really awesome, awesome part that I love so much. It says, it talks about the Leviathan and it says, it leaves a glistening wake behind it. Um, one would think the deep, one would think the deep had white hair. And I was like, yeah, I just clapped. I don't know why I clapped. But I was like, yes, that is so awesome. Because, like, you look back on your life and you're like, whoa, all this crazy stuff happened that was not cool. But you look deeper and you see this deep white, um, just beautiful wake that God leaves behind him through all this works. And I was like, sweet. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of where I am right now. I feel like, I don't know, me, me and God, like, where, I don't know. He's just, he's just my best friend now, and it's super awesome. And yeah, all right. <laughs> I love it. That is so sick. Okay. Um, thank you so much for sharing. I think a lot of people can relate to just like, first of all, the disbelief that anxiety is like a real thing. I think that's something that a lot of people belittle when they feel it. They're like, oh, this is, I'm just saying, I'm just worried or whatever. Um, but anxiety is definitely real and so is depression. Um, and we appreciate your vulnerability and sharing um, just because testimonies do change lives and just hearing how God changed your life can be helpful for people struggling with that. Um, I mean, I'm, I just am in awe of what God does in and through people um, and just how his word truly does bring like joy and safety and comfort to those who are hurting. Um, so if you have anything. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for sharing and <laughs> for being vulnerable. And I know that that will touch people um, who may be struggling with the same thing. And I really also liked how you use that verse in Hosea. Is that where it was? Yeah, 2.15. Yeah, yeah. 2.15. Yeah. I always think it's 2.16 for some reason. I actually looked at it this time. <laughs> Brayden? Okay. Um, yeah, so let me start. I got my notes. Uh, Go, Brayden. So, yeah, I grew up in a Christian household. Um, just like, you know, we went to Sundays, uh, services, uh, went to church, and I accepted the Lord at a young age. Um, I think I was in about fifth grade, fourth grade maybe, uh, and then I got baptized in sixth grade. Um, so things were good then. Uh, in middle school, uh, I started to make some friends, started to branch out, and I met some people who invited me to a youth group. Uh, 
there I made a bunch of friends and that's when I started to like really like meet people and make connections and uh, that was really good for me because uh, I'd struggled with a lot of anxiety um, I didn't even really know it at the time but my youth group became like a safe place where I could just go and hang out and uh, make friends and talk to people uh, but uh, like like Hayden said I felt like I was like very just religious I didn't really have a connection with the Lord and I would go to things like camps and stuff and I get on those church highs and uh, uh, they'd be really great and I'd be like worshiping and feeling great and then I would get home and they would go away uh, so uh, when I got to high school uh, I started experiencing a lot more of that feeling uh, my faith kind of got a little stale uh, I was still going to church and going to youth group uh, but I was not really pursuing a relationship with the Lord. Um, I was really just there to hang out with friends. And, uh, yeah, so my friend group kind of split up. Uh, we went our separate ways, and uh, I was just kind of, you know, uh, not really in a great place at the end of my freshman year. Uh, going into sophomore year, I tried to make some new friends. Um, but uh, I think I was just, uh, I was very, uh, very prideful in school. Um, I was very quiet, but I was also very prideful. And I was kind of just looking as friends as something like a means of gaining something uh, rather than like a genuine relationship with them. And I think that's kind of the same thing it was with the, the Lord. You know, I just wanted something out of it instead of a genuine relationship. And so, um, the pride just kind of got to me. It made my anxiety a lot worse, uh, and it made me feel very alone. Um, I went through a lot of different groups of friends in high school, uh, and I bounced a lot around to a lot of different people. And sometimes I would just walk away, and sometimes I would just leave. I was very insecure. Um, and yeah, it was tough. So all that stuff kind of just made things worse. And um, I was just so afraid of what people thought. I was so prideful that I was afraid of what people thought of me all the time. And I didn't want to, you know, confess my sins or seek help from any kind of community. Uh, and so um, when I was in a low place, a bad place, I just uh, stepped out of another friend group. Uh, I found some influences that were not very good. And I started going to parties and drinking and doing all that. And I was just like a last ditch effort to fit in. And so, um, that was a moment in my life where I was just like really not thinking. I was not, um, I was just acting on impulse and I was just doing anything I could to have some kind of connection or relationship with other people or some kind of friendship. I just wanted to be like, quote, cool and fit in with the crowd and go along with what everyone else was doing. Um, but at the same time, in the back of my mind, I was like really hurting. And uh, now I look back and I'm just like, I saw myself in those people who just went to those things to, to cope or to fit in. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. It's just like, it was just really hard. Uh, anyways, uh, one time I went to a party uh, and I got caught and my parents found out. And this was kind of like a big slap in the face moment for me when I just had begun to uh, look back on all that I had been doing. And I was like, man, this is not like me. Like I couldn't recognize myself. Uh, 
I was just living the life of, of what everyone else wanted me to be and not really what I was. Uh, and so, yeah, I just looked back and I was like, wow, I had like an epiphany moment where I was just like, this is not me. Like, this is not the life I need to be living. Like, this is not who I am. And uh, so I had been in a very dark place. I was farther from the war than I had ever been before. Um, and I just realized how much I really genuinely needed him in that moment. Uh, and so wanting to, you know, get back on the right path, I stopped pursuing that kind of worldly life and I switched uh, my direction. But it wasn't just like a nice, clean 180 turn, you know, I still had to build it back up from where it was my like rock bottom. And so uh, the first thing I did was just uh, started by changing the people I hung out with. I uh, started by changing my friend groups. I stepped out of that. I stepped out of that life. And I just started, um, yeah, I just started doing that and taking baby steps back towards the Lord. And I had to humble myself a lot. Uh, and I had to go through some seasons of uh, loneliness. But uh, I started going to church again with my family. And uh, I was actually, like, starting to pay attention in church, which is something I really didn't really ever do before. And I was actually starting to listen to what the Lord was telling me. And I ended up making some really great friends uh, my senior year of high school. And they were really godly guys, and they invited me to their Bible study. And so I started going to that, and uh, it was great. It was, like, really just what I needed in that moment. Uh, I found community in those guys. I was able to confess with them and to have them pray over me. And uh, they provided, like, genuine friendship to me, which is something I had never really felt before, and it was really great. Um, so I became involved in that Bible study in church, and uh, everything seemed like it was getting better, and I was really happy to start pursuing uh, my friendships with my new friends and going to Bible study and going to church. And then uh, COVID happened, and so that kind of <laughs> that kind of put a damper in my plans and I was really really upset at first I remember uh, just being so crushed by having to stay at home uh, feeling like I had just gotten out of this isolation and being pushed right back into it was really tough for me uh, and I was just like man how could God like put me back here when I just got out of it uh, but I ended up having patience and praying and just uh, trying to rely on the Lord, and I ended up having so much free time during that season, um, and I was able to study, just like dive deep into the Word, and to really just like start pursuing the Lord in a way I hadn't really before. Um, and it ended up being great because I grew so much closer to the Lord in that season, and I had so much time to just, you know, study and grow and uh, be, you know, with the Lord and kind of catch myself up uh, to get even further than when I was before uh, my dark season. And so, um, yeah, so what was originally a roadblock became something awesome and a great time in my life where I was able to grow with the Lord. Uh, and that ended up affecting my plans, COVID did, uh, for college and stuff. But I ended up staying home. Uh, I ended up getting involved in church. And I ended up um, uh, changing my college plans and... Uh, now, this year, has been incredible, and I've changed so many of my plans, uh, and I'm going to DBU now, 
and uh, I'm just on fire for the Lord. And I think this year has been the most exponential growth for me with the Lord, where I've just been like pursuing Him more every day. And yeah, so uh, even though I'm not perfect, I still struggle with things. Uh, I'm constantly learning more. Uh, I feel like very in touch with the Lord and very in relationship with Him. So yeah. Sick. So cool. Um, I, Leah, that was incredible. So cool. Um, it's crazy that, like, God can use such, like, things that we deem as, like, detrimental and just, mm-hmm. like, unfortunate to, like, work for his will. Yeah. That's something, like, I consistently have to remind myself. I feel like I've written it down a million times, but it's just, like, why would I want my imperfect plans over God's perfect plans? Like, it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, if you think about it logically, like, yeah. why would I want my own plans? Um, but still... So cool. Um, again, thank you for sharing. Um, and just the vulnerability, I think that goes to show. Um, just like if you open your heart to the Lord, like he really does change it. Um, and he's constantly pursuing you, whether you're pursuing him or not. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to take like one step towards him. He's taken a million more. Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah, I like what it says um, about that in James 4. Uh, it talks about how like, like how do you know what is tomorrow and like your life is like a mist and that uh, you have to do like the Lord's will and that you don't know what's good for your life and it's like I could have been doing something else in that time but like the Lord knew what was good for me in that season and it was a lot better than anything I could have you know done myself yeah 100% yeah that was really good thank you both for sharing um, that was really encouraging just to hear um, that the Lord takes hard things and um, uses it for his good um yeah, anybody want to pray out? I definitely can. <laughs> Thanks. <Okay. laughs> yeah, <laughs> no worries, guys. Heavenly Father, I come to you just in thanks for this opportunity to sit down um, with these two guys who just are so after your heart. Um, I thank you for all the work that you've done in their lives, and I pray over their lives and just that you continue to do work. Um, and in through them, they are going to be incredible uh, messengers for your kingdom and just working to constantly further the kingdom and um, which we should all do and um, god thank you for the opportunity to just be saved and have all of this um incredible growth in and closer to you um, and i just pray over every listener that any words that are not from you just fall on deaf ears um, and it's in your sense let me pray amen amen thank you guys so much for listening let's drive to live in wholehearted surrender this week